I am so honored I had the opportunity to interview this powerhouse. David Meltzer is about to take you for a ride. His energy is incredible. And after listening to this episode, you will be ready to take action. Make sure you stay tuned till the end to hear about his super exciting media deal that will have you watching him on primetime network TV very soon. You're listening to Selfish. This is where we bring self-care and bravery together to encourage you to follow your dreams. Here is your host, your favorite selfish enthusiast, Allie Hembree-Martin. Before we jump in, have you been struggling with getting your social media created for the month? Or are you just not even to that point yet and are still posting on the fly? I totally get it because I was there too. But I started practicing what I preach and I'm now planning out my content one month in advance. I cannot believe I waited this long to do this because I've now gotten my system down to only taking me 30 minutes to plan one full month of highly converting social media posts. Yeah, and you can too. Visit socialwithally.com to download my plan for you. That's socialwithally.com. David, I'm so excited for us to chat today. Thank you so much for joining me. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to it. So kick us off and tell the audience about yourself, please. Uh, so I'm Dave Melter. I'm on a mission to empower over a billion people to be happy by using the content that I have from my podcast, The Playbook, to TV shows that I've done from Elevator Pitch to Two Minute Drill to Office Hours to the speaking and the books that I've written and the free content that I provide, including free Friday trainings, uh, the experience and situational I ha- knowledge I have from growing up with nothing to making millions and millions of dollars to losing it all and making it all back by shifting my paradigm of value and the worlds that I live in of two currencies. One, understanding the relationship to the currency of money and object of energy that I put into the flow to get what I want to shop for the right things now in my life. And another currency that most people are afraid to talk about, that's faith, a currency of faith. Faith is a currency, an object of energy that I put into the flow to get what I want as well. So I blend a very pragmatic, hardcore executive who has a law degree that was a millionaire nine months out of law school, worked in the internet, CEO of the world's first smartphone to run the most notable sports agency in the world, which they based the movie Jerry Maguire about, to building a global marketing company with the Hall of Fame quarterback Warren Moon, and today having my own brand with all the TV shows, podcasts, content, books, speeches, etc. I'm here to help other people do the same with their lives, and uh, it's a pleasure to be here and a great opportunity to share and to empower you to empower others as well. I love it. I love it. I'm so excited. Now, we got connected during one of your daily Instagram lives that you do, and I want to know, what have you discovered during this process? Because you talk with multiple business leaders every day. So what has that process really allowed you to to find? Two things. One, what the spirit of excellence is. You know, what is the common denominator between all of these extraordinary people like yourself, right? It's the desire that they must be what they can be. But that's not enough because not the desire that you must be what you can be 
allows people to work hard every day, to enjoy the consistent, persistent pursuit of their potential. But there's another lesson that I learned through interviewing every day billionaires, millionaires, entrepreneurs, celebrities, athletes, entertainers. I have done over 200 episodes of Office Hours, 850 episodes of The Playbook. I've done hundreds of IG Lives and interviews. But the thing that everybody misses is something that I call segmentation. So not only must you have the desire to be what you must be, you have to have the perspective to work long. See, things grow exponentially. They compound on themselves. And most people don't want to be, but even though they have a desire that they must be what they can be, if things take too long because they've attached their emotions to an outcome, they quit. You see, they start seeing pain as an indicator or a stop sign instead of a turn signal. They see pain as a punishment, not as a propellant, meaning propelling you to something better or a better situation. They also start listening to what other people think. They also start paying attention and giving intention to do the things that are missing or the things that they don't want. All these things aggregate and fight against the desire that they must be what they can be and they quit because things take a long time to accelerate, grow, and compound. In fact, if things double, including my brand, I took a long strategy. I met a guy named Gary Vaynerchuk, was helping him with his sports agency, and he told me I should build my brand four Super Bowls ago. And he asked me, what would be your objective? I said, I would like to have two ambassadors a year. And he said, ambassadors? I said, yes, two people that would tell two people a year that you must read all Dave Meltzer's books, you must listen to his speeches, you must listen to his TV shows, Elevator Pitch, Two Minute Drill, Office Hours, you must listen to the podcast, all the things that David Meltzer does. You must, you must, you must, just two people. And he looked at me and said, well, what's that gonna get you? I said, well, I'm 50 years old today. I said, it'll be uh, 70, I'll be the most popular 70 year old on the internet. He said, from two people, I said, yeah, two ambassadors, two people that will get me two people every year. And what Gary realized was the long side of thing, the exponentiality, the compound interest. Because if you take two to the 20th power in permeation, in mathematics, it becomes 2 million people getting 2 million people when I'm 70. Mm -hmm. And then it's 4 million people getting 4 million people when I'm 71 and 8 million. In other words, People don't work long. So the two things that I've learned, one, you must have the desire to be what you must be. And two, not only will you work long and join the consistent, persistent pursuit of your potential, but you got, to, I mean, hard, you got to work long. You got to believe with faith and exponentiality and compound interest. And in that same vein, you really talk about there's five daily practices that you do, and you say these have really changed your life. So give us some insight. What are those five daily practices and and how can they change our life? Yeah, I share my five daily practices with everyone. I'll send them to you. I always leave my email, david at dmelter.com. So if you don't get this down because I talk fast, just email me, david at dmelter.com. But they've changed my life. Most people worry about their why. I don't. I believe you already know your why. Your why is to help somebody with something. So the first daily practice that I think people skip over is knowing their what. What do I want today? Be present. What do I want today? Personally, what do I want? 
That then will lead you to, okay, knowing I want this personally, what do I want experientially according to what I want personally? And how am I going to provide service or value or, or productivity from what I want personally, experientially? What am I going to give? And then the final what is what am I going to receive in order to give that, meaning I can't give what I don't receive. So I need to be able to receive first, shifting the paradigm from giving to receive to receiving so I can give. So the first step, the first daily practice is take inventory of your what every day. Don't be afraid of changing your mind. Don't be afraid of being called a hypocrite. Don't be afraid of changing, growing, making mistakes, failing, setting back. Pain is not a stop sign. It's an indicator that you have a better place to be. Allow yourself to be better, to pursue your potential, and to learn the lessons. Pain's an indicator you have a lesson to learn to get to a better place, a better situation, or make your situation better. Practice number two, once you know your what, know your who. So once I know what I want personally, experientially, giving and receiving wise, I now can ask myself, who can help me get it? Because the fastest way to get to where I want to be is to ask someone that's already there for directions. And furthermore, the second who is who I can help. How can I be of service or value to other people? So if you know your what, and you know your who, you then can work on your how. And how is determinative by the mathematical equation of luck. Finding out how to get it done is simply paying attention and giving intention to the what and the who. Giving intention and attention to the coincidences we want from the what and the who. Attention plus intention equals coincidence. It's a mathematical equation of luck. I use being a student of my calendar to study what I have planned, what I don't have planned in my sleep. I study activity I get paid for, activity I don't get paid for, and my sleep. I don't believe in work. I believe in utilizing the lenses of productivity. How can I be more productive? The lenses of accessibility. How accessible am I to others? And how am I accessing what I want? How am I receiving what I want from who? And finally, the lens of gratitude. I use it to find and seek the light, the love, and the lessons the value in everything. If I can't learn to love to do it, I'm not going to do it. You naturally love certain things, but you can learn to love everything because there's light love and lessons in everything. It's just whether or not it's worth it for you. So if you know your what, your who, and your how, the fourth daily practice is know your now. In other words, 100% of the things you do now get done. The difference between productive, passionate, and purposeful people is they get stuff done. Other people don't. In order to get things done, you got to know your what, your who, and your how. Then you can prioritize what's important to you. As Einstein stated with his matrix of importance versus urgency, you need to know what, who, and how in order to determine what's important to you versus what's just urgent. We don't allow the emotional aspect of urgency in order to dictate the prioritization of what we get done or worth worse to scare us off the emotional aspect many times puts fear in our hearts so we don't get anything done because we end up in some sort of paralysis by analysis so do it now 100 of the things you do now get done know your what your who your how and your now now practice number five apply your why 
Don't go seeking your why. Apply the inspiration, the in-spirit, realizing you're connected to the greatest source of light, love, and lessons, and allow it to come through with gratitude, forgiveness, accountability, being inspired. So in other words, you are happy, healthy, wealthy, and worthy. Don't worry don't use ego-based consciousness to create interference. See, if you realize you are happy, healthy, wealthy, and worthy by knowing you're what, you're who, you're how, and you're now and applying your why, you'll start realizing, what am I doing to interfere with it? Not, I have to go get it. I don't have to go get happy. I don't have to go get healthy. I don't have to go get wealthy. I don't have to go get worthy. I am happy, healthy, worthy, and wealthy. What am I doing to interfere with it? I'll tell you what you're doing. You're living in ego-based consciousness. You need to identify the needs of the ego, the need to be right, offended, separate, inferior, superior, anxious, frustrated, angry, guilty, resentful, because those are what's interfering with your what, your who, your how, and your now. That's what's interfering with your higher self. That's what's interfering with your potential. That's what's created void shortages and obstacles in your life. So you feel as if you are not happy. You feel as if you are not healthy. You feel as if you're not wealthy or worthy. You are. And so if you identify it and simply realize when I'm in this ego-based consciousness, with these awful needs of the ego, my mind, my body, and my soul are on fire. All I got to do is stop, drop, and roll when I'm on fire, and I can apply my why. Stop for a second, take awareness to the fact that you're creating interference in your life, breathe through your nose and out through your mouth to drop down to center, to peace, to gratitude, forgiveness, and accountability, and then you're capable of rolling in the right trajectory of your what, your who, your how, and your now. In other words, being productive, accessible, and gracious with the activity you have planned, the activity you don't have planned, the activity you get paid for, the activity you don't get paid for, and your sleep. You follow these five daily practices of knowing your what, your who, your how, your now, and your why. I promise you, you will make more money, help more people, and have more fun than you ever imagined. Wow. David, you just took us to church. That was amazing. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I'm. I want to go to sleep so I can wake up and and start doing those things because. But, but I mean, one last thing: don't go to sleep because your day. I always tell people, <laughs> your tomorrow starts today. You mm. need an unwinding routine. You start your day. I start mine at nine p.m. That means I don't wake up at nine p.m., but I put my body, my mind, and soul in a position to recover physically and to allow myself to receive the downloads subconsciously and unconsciously from the higher source of light, love, and lessons, so that when when I wake up in the morning, I'm plateauing, right? I'm at a higher self. See, most people live their life like a tube, food in, food out, food in, food out, paycheck to paycheck. They roll a boulder all day long to the top of the hill just to have it roll to the bottom like in Camus the Stranger. Don't do it. Live your life by having an unwinding routine and plateau and grow. Start your tomorrow today. It's so true. I mean, you just gave us the the what we all know we just need that kick in the pants sometimes. So thank you for that. We we needed that. It's um, amazing how I can make millions of dollars stating the obvious, right? <laughs> I love it. I want to to get your your brutal honest feedback. I know you're going to give it to us. What are the biggest mistakes you're seeing business owners making today? Well, the biggest mistake that business owners make is they're not taking inventory of their skills their knowledge and their desire. They're not understanding what they do have control of. You see, there's so much accelerated change, even before COVID, but then exponentially during COVID, the accelerated change, so many people are looking outside of themselves 
instead of looking inside. See, you can't find the opportunities that exist during accelerated change by looking outside of yourself. What you really want to do is look and see how your skills, your knowledge, and your desire are aligned with, synergistic to, and supplementary of what's doing well today, what's stable today, and what you think will do well in the future. You see, there's thirds that are going on in accelerated change. Third of the things are doing well, third of the things are stable, and a third of the things aren't doing well. If you can align your skills, knowledge, and desire to what's doing well, what's stable, and what you think is going to do well, rebound, man, you will create the margins of millionaires. Your business will exponentially grow. And you see this all the time with certain business owners that were like, oh my gosh, COVID's been the best thing that ever happened to us. Or COVID is a disaster. I don't know what I'm going to do. I've lost everything. You know what the difference is? Is that you give meaning to everything you see. The people who are doing well right now gave the meaning to the opportunities that exist within accelerated change and growth. See, other people were seeking certainty and they were walking around in a world of not enough as a victim. Everything was happening to them and they're like, oh my gosh, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm a victim. Everything's happening to me. And then you had these people that were like, hmm, I see an opportunity for everything to come through me with appreciation, gratitude, forgiveness, and accountability, and able to appreciate, add my value, my skills, my knowledge, and my desire to what I do in order to align with synergistically or supplementary to what's doing well today. And I see so many companies in hospitality, in Areas, you know, movies, areas that everyone thought would be a disaster. And they ended up having extraordinary growth and acceleration and profit during a period of time where other people were looking for what's outside of them. They looked and said, I have control of three things. I have control of my mindset. I have control of my heart set, how I feel. And I have control of my skills, my knowledge and desire, the conscious continuum that I was blessed to and have experienced my entire existence. I love that. And that is a perfect lesson for the purpose of this podcast, Selfish, for allowing entrepreneurs to practice that self-care and and really break that stigma of taking time for themselves. So I'll ask you the question I ask of all my guests, how do you like to be selfish, David? And of course, we're thinking about this in the context of self-care. Of course. So, you know, a lot of people think that I'm successful because of the routine I have. I wake up, you know, like I said, I have an unwinding routine. I wake up at 4 a.m., I meditate. But the real secret is the selfishness that I uh, have learned. See, most people are afraid to be selfish. They're afraid to receive. So what I've done is created an adaptable routine based off of non-negotiable of self. It's one of the most selfish things in the world. But I transcend my selfishness by giving it a different meaning. See, most people would consider selfishness those people that prioritize themselves first. But I realize that if I don't prioritize myself, I can't help anyone else. So I have non-negotiables. I spend a minimum of an hour a day on my health first, no matter what. I spend a minimum amount of time with my family. 
You know, my wife told me when I was lost, she said, David, why do you spend so much time with people you hardly know or don't even know instead of the people you care most about? And so I prioritize those people and I give minimums amount of time. You know, two minutes a day is worth more than two hours on a Saturday, especially if you have a teenage daughter. I got three of them. So I make sure I spend a minimum of two minutes a day with each of my teenage daughters seven days a week. Now, you might think, oh, that's not very nice of Dave Meltzer, only two minutes. No, first of all, it's a minimum of two minutes. Second of all, I ask for five and they're better negotiators than me. I only got two. <laughs> so don't think of me that way. So minimum amount of time on my health, minimum of time on my family, then a minimum amount of time studying my time. See, if I can study my time, pay attention to and give intention to the coincidences I want by creating productivity, accessibility, and gratitude, efficiencies, effectiveness, and statistical success with the activities I planned and I don't have planned, and my sleep, or the activities I get paid for or don't get paid for, now I can create an abundant amount of value. And guess what? I can't give what I don't have. And if I can create a tremendous amount of value by spending time with my health, spending time with my family, spending time with time, I can give more away. I can make more money, help more people, and have more fun with my life. You cannot take care of anyone else if you don't take care of yourself. So be selfish and give it all away. And I'm so glad that you have that mentality because you were able to offer so much value to us today. And so to wrap up our conversation, I will ask you, what is next for you? And I want you to give me something juicy. Well, um, I've been offered an NBC TV show uh, and I can't say the wow. name of it. Uh, and uh, some really big stars are on the, on the show. It'll be an entrepreneurial show as well. And so... Uh, Hopefully, knock on wood, cross your fingers uh, that we will be able, you know, by this time next year, you will see me on national. I'm on Bloomberg and Amazon, uh, but this would be on NBC on a, a national show uh, that everyone will see. And uh, so cross your fingers. Amazing, David. We are all cheering you on. And I cannot wait to see that come to life because I couldn't think of a more perfect person to be involved in that. So, Thank you so much for taking the time out of your super packed day to talk with us. It is, um, I'm so honored and I'm so appreciative of, of your knowledge and the wisdom that you shared with us today. Anytime, just most importantly, everyone reach out to me, david at dmelcher.com. And more importantly, be kind to your future self and do good deeds. We'll see you soon. Like what you just heard? Visit us at selfishthepodcast.com. Subscribe and leave a review on iTunes today.